Hello and welcome back to Oki Oki Oki. We've got lots to catch up on this evening and also lots to look forward to. Fans are set to return three more nights of Premier League action this week. But first, you wouldn't think ferrets have long enough arms to hit a nine data, but our very own Johnny Clayton has shown that it can be done. Guys, we've had two blocks of Premier League action now. Of course, Johnny's nine data, a couple of draws. I'm not talking about my Dirk van Dijvenboe draws and some 10 plus averages thrown in for good measure. Sean, coming to you first, what's been your highlight of phase one? Oh, it's, it sounds really cheesy, but I just loved every night watching Johnny Clayton come out, doing his walk on, looking like the happiest guy in the world. Just the smile on his face, the thrill that he was just like, I've made it. This is my dream. And I am like living my dream, like seeing someone, you know, that, you know, is literally living their dream, loving it, playing, absolutely throwing the best arts, you know, having such a good time. I, I love that. Honestly, I absolutely love that. I loved the way that they ended as well, the first phase with that win over Gary Anderson and he was top of the table. Mm. It was just like, yes, what a fab way to win win the week. And yeah, I just, that was, that was brilliant. I've, I've loved it all, honestly, I've loved it all. It's been quite tiring to watch this, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. but it's yeah. been quite full on. Yeah, and I think I'd agree with Sean. It's just the, the consistency that Johnny's shown, you know? Um, like we've said on this pod many, many times, you know, the belief has always been there, but we're, was he able to kind of produce this night after night after night? And I think, you know, being the sort of four man in 2021 coming into this tournament, I think maybe it's it's worked in his favour. Maybe the way that the tournament's kind of set out, um, you know, playing in these blocks, you know, if it was played in in the sort of usual format over that 16 weeks every Thursday night, you know, maybe we'd see a dip from Johnny maybe on a, on a certain week where he had to travel or if he was tired but I think the way this sort of format works suits suits Johnny and you know I think the character I think it was Web, uh, Mark Webster that man mentioned it in in punditry you know he's probably one of those characters who can kind of forget about a defeat and and move on to the next night you know looking for positives and and just you know Come on, Johnny Bach. Let's let's start from from start, sort of thing. So, and that's what we found, you know. In the nights he's had those losses, or maybe a dip in a performance, he's come back, you know, with a with a brilliant sort of average and and a performance to to foot, you know. So, yeah, you know, obviously the second batch of games maybe not as impressive as the first, but you know he's he's there in contention and really looking forward to the second sort of tranche of games now. But even in you know. It's weird when you look at the defeats to to Dimi and James Wade in particular, he still averaged over a ton in those mm. games. And, you know, you think that, like you said, you kind of, in the normal format, you expect a dip at some point in the Premier League. And, and if you look at it on the face of it and you see the results, you might think, oh, was that his dip? But the performances were still there. And it is, like you said, it's that belief in his game mm. And we've known for so long when people say, you know, has anything changed in his game? We've seen him play like this for so long. It's just that consistency. We've not seen him do it on a consistent basis. So often he'll, you know, drift into the ones or the fives, but he's hitting that 20 so consistently. And it is that belief. Yeah. But I'm going to ask a difficult question. What do you think, if anything, he needs to improve going into phase two? <sighs> That I is a question. I think, I think it's it, it is the finishing. I think finishing has always been sort of Johnny's Achilles heel, you know, and the scoring has definitely kind of 
gone up to another level. We're finding, you know, with the averages, like you said, you know, 10 plus averages, I think, is it six of the nine nights? You know, and still the, the three dart average over over the whole tournament. Johnny is the top top average hitter. So, yeah, I think, you know, if, if there was anywhere to sort of strengthen, it would be the doubles. Um, yeah. You know, sort of double 16 bull finishes have been brilliant. It's just when he starts chasing the doubles, going around the board, it's that little bit of doubt, I think, which comes to mind. And, you know, the way the table is set out now, five points between top and, and bottom, you know, those legs are going to make a major difference come, in, come the end of, of night 16. So, um, yeah, I think it's just that sort of tightening up on, on certain doubles because the scoring is definitely there. And it is certain doubles. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the crazy thing, wasn't it, about the table that, you know, he was in eighth, wasn't he, I think, quite a few nights ago. And then you were just thinking eighth and, you know, he's played so well. How can he be in eighth? You know, he has, hasn't lost that much. And that is the incredible thing about the table and how close they are. And he will probably be the first person to say about, about the doubles and the finishing. But mm. just going back to what you said about his confidence and the belief, like, 100% that's why I think you know I know now it's like oh Johnny Cajun versus MVG like you know you're going to back the ferret in that round but he hadn't had that great a week until that match no. and then you know he absolutely like I guess he must have been like I can beat him I've beaten him already this you know I know I can and I think it was just that confidence of just like I'm going to win and he just came out thinking probably yeah I'm going to absolutely smash it and he did yeah. that was another highlight I think that sort of that result in such an emphatic win as well was just it was a masterclass it was superb yeah and just just going back to the doubles briefly, I think the finishes you can also add to that. Twenty five, taking out twenty five, I will honestly, I'll put my, I put everything I own on it. Twenty five, yeah. and even one two one, mm. like there are certain finishes, combination finishes, even that he is just so good at. I think it's like you said when he's chasing around the board, and I don't know whether that's because so much has been made of his counting. Mm. that then that becomes an issue in his own head. And again, that comes back to the confidence. Yeah. But also, he's the best player on tour, in my mind, at being able to have the, the dart in his hand, look away to check the score, and then come back and still get what he needs. Like, yeah. There's no other darts player that does that and keeps that concentration like him. No, because you think back you know, to, to Taylor in his, in his prime, Sid Waddell you know, in the understacker. Well, John Johnny is the top candidate now for the sort of the overstacker, the one that stacks on top, because anytime you drop short, you know, you could bet your mortgage on, he'll float that over the top, it'll just sit on top of the dart and, you know, he kind of, he kind of gets, you know, 140 hitting is his, is his strength now, isn't it? But, um, you know, turn, turn in, turning back to your question, maybe Abby, what do we see he needs to strengthen? If he does that, you know, do we, do we see him making the playoffs? Do we see him struggling to tip to make the top four i can't say anything but positives <laughs> um no i genuinely i think he can still do it being in fifth i know as sean said it's such a tight table mm. but i just think where his game is i think he'll be able to pick up enough points this week to see him in in a good enough position yeah and i just think now we see him in such a different light where, you know, as, as we've said, MVG, they just bring out the best in each other. Those two players, they, they always have done. They just bring out, you know, there's always a good, a high average. And more often than not, I do fancy, fancy Johnny to win it. And I think another key thing with him is 
we know he's modest and he doesn't like to believe his own hype. And I think that's so important mm. that he keeps that. I think that's such a key element to maybe how he does bounce back after a defeat is just that he's so grounded. Yeah. Um, you know, it's endearing, it's pure. And like you said, Chan, he's just having a whale of a time. Mm. He's just having he's having a ball. He's not putting too much pressure on himself. But when he gets up on the hockey, he still wants it as much as everyone else, which yeah. I think is a balance that is so, so difficult to get. Yeah. Um, I can see him scraping in, mm. in fourth. Yeah. You know, look, looking at these fixtures coming up, if we, you know, if we look at the first three nights now, then in this next block, so you've got Wade, MVG and Aspinall. Um, and then Anderson, D'Souza, Wright and Dimitri on, on that final sort of night, you know. If, if you look at the original 10, you know, you'd see Cross and Durant and you'd think, OK, there are two nights there where you were kind of hoping to sort of to set your stall, I think, and getting two points from those games. But then you look at these and it's, it is a complete coin toss now, isn't it? It's, it's every night somebody saying, OK, I think I could get a draw against him or I'm going to need so many legs. You know, when it comes down to night 15, 16, the people are going to be sort of targeting leg wins maybe in terms of against somebody like MBG or Demi who will be absolutely flying so you know do, what do you think in terms of Wade now you know Johnny's got a brilliant head-to-head -head record against him but both decided to stay home and they didn't go to the Super Series in Germany so you'd like to think it'll be it'll be a close sort of match won't it? And of course talking about positive things we've got the eagerly anticipated return of fans now we saw it obviously work so so well over the 17 days at the snooker um i don't know about you guys though for me it was quite a mixture of emotions getting to see the ferret in the premier league for the first time not as a contender obviously i think all three of us were there weren't we when he took on michael smith in cardiff but that's going to be fantastic however you can't help but feel how gutting it is for for Gezi. Um, I know it couldn't be helped at all, the circumstances and, and the right measures were taken by the PDC, I'm not questioning that at all, mm. but we now have to wait even longer for him to be introduced as a world champion in front of a crowd. Um, obviously we've got everything crossed that we can give him that reception in Blackpool at the end of July, but it is so disappointing, isn't it, that, you know, he'll probably, he's been sat at home watching, I don't know, I think yeah. he's been showing me what he's been posting on Instagram and yeah. it's so it's so disappointing for him that this is meant to be his year mm. and it's just panned out the way it has because of these unfortunate circumstances but yeah what what are your feelings are you kind of the same kind of mixed I'm I'm just I'm glad you know that he is okay thankfully you know that he wasn't ill with COVID that's that is such yeah. a relief as well and his family and everyone um, I, I just think I, I think it was so hard watching the start of the Premier League to be honest like it didn't feel like it, it was like such a big hole like Gezi not being there was a big loss I felt and it almost it did take a few days to, for me personally to get quite into it because I was just like oh, the, you know the world champ should be here you know the world number one should be here and you know I, I it did sort of tar I guess the beginning bit of it a little bit you know just to, to feel like gutted and I think that day you know when it started we knew it wasn't in it you know it was a gut it was like a sucker punch it was like a, it really like 
you know, a, such a sad thing for fans. And, you know, I, even I saw on Twitter stuff, like even, you know, people who aren't massive Getty fans, you know, were like, this is so gutting, like it shouldn't be, you know, we want him there. And and I think it was sort of felt by everyone, really. Mm. It was such a shame. I mean, health-wise, obviously, that's the most important thing as well and his family. And um, But, it, yeah, it's sad. And now to think, as you said, he's not going to be called out as the world champion in front of fans you know fingers crossed it will all go well and it's a great cast event that you know for um match play we'll have him at them but yeah it is tough I I do yeah I do feel sorry for him and just talking about you know fan facts that also leads into how the players going to be performing as well in front of fans because quite a few of the sort of more established older not really that old but you know the other people like Peter Wright have said you know like let's see what happens when we have fans back you know because that might change the way that some of these sort of younger players or you know the players that are not quite established might be playing so it's, it's great all positive and also I think it adds another element to the Premier League to see like actually what will happen now we've got fans back but if it's judging anything by the crucial ball you know yesterday it was just absolutely incredible and I think it's going to be really loud I think the fans are going to be like you're not going to be shutting people up because it's like we've been let out of the house for the first time and we're actually watching live sports so it's going to be like a sort of dark atmosphere time for hundred I think I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to yeah, see what happens. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Mixed feelings, but mm-hmm. in a positive step, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That Monday morning was just like a real sucker punch, you know, because everything had been building up, you know, the sort of pre-tournament media. And, um, you know, when, when the news came through, I just thought it kind of not affected the status of the, of the tournament, but, you know, Having not having your poster boy, you're not not having your, your world your world champion involved in, you know, one of the, you know, the the pinnacle tournaments of of the, of the year. I think was a was a massive blow to get in, and you know, probably the the heads of the PDC are absolutely gutted. Mm-hmm. You know that that their sort of main man isn't isn't there week to week, um, night night to night, um, and you know, in a lot of that sort of pre-tournament media, Kerwin had been talking only about lack of motivation, wanting fans back, wanting to show, you know, show off being world champion in front of these people. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he adapts. And again, you know, we've mentioned it many, many times. He's, he's had to adapt. He's had to show strength of character to come through many, many challenges. And I think this, this is another, another barrier, another stumbling block in his, in his career, which, which I really hope he will, he will come through, you know. Uh, I was. I think I was working it out earlier. It'll be nearly three months since you since he will have thrown a competitive dart. Um, he lost in the final of Players Championship eight against Peter Wright, and you know with the announcement of Super Series four now in June, you know you're talking roughly 85, 90 days. So I, I was just thinking, you know, if I was off work for three months and I go back and sit at a computer, everything is going to be alien for. But a few days and you know that'll probably be the same for Gezi you know whoever plays him on that first day in PC 16 um PC 13 sorry will be will be thinking oh you know what I could I could probably take him here sort of thing but um yeah mass, mass, massive sort of blow you know I was really looking forward it was one of the tournaments he was really focusing on doing That's well it. in this year yeah and for him not to get that chance is is, is a massive blow and you know, if it wasn't for Johnny being involved, I, I don't know whether I would have kept watching night after night after night. But I think with 
Demi and Jose and Johnny being the debutants and doing so well and giving that sort of fresh feel yeah. to, the league, to the league really has helped get uh, a mission, I feel. I don't think he's going to lack any motivation coming back, that's for sure. <laughs> I completely <laughs> agree. You don't, don't think he has to worry about that. I think he'll take Milton Keynes or whatever he has to be. And, you know, yeah, that's that's a one positive, I suppose, as well, thinking mm. about that. And, um, and so, yeah, going, you know, just going, talking about the, the debutants, like, I do, I loved watching Dimi as well, but also Jose Dizaba, I love him. I love him now. He's just, one of my highlights was definitely that post-match interview. <laughs> Wayne was like, I can't believe you missed it. And he's just like, get over it. I'm not bothered. You know, the miscount. And he was just like, you need to go to a doctor because <laughs> it's keeping you up at night. Like, that's weird. Like, I'm fine about it. I just absolutely love that. He's, he's, you know, I think he's just good. And look at how well he's done in Super Series as well. Mm. It's brilliant. And he's such a fun player. I love watching him, even with the miscounts. That's probably makes it a bit more fun because you're like, is he going to miscount it or not? But um, that's, that's also been another highlight, I think, for me, for the Premier League is watching him every night and he's a great you know great competitor as well a nice person to watch is it is, is it a bonus for that to have you know engaging characters that are happy to be there that you know are grateful to sort of have that chance and do well but they're just nice guys aren't they fun sorry just on a tangent but I had to get that in because I've been that's, so enjoying that's it that's the thing he's got you know there are a lot of things I think he's got in common with with the ferret aren't there not I'm not just talking about the miscounting it's you know they're just they're just the two most likable players on tour I think yeah and another thing that I just love about Jose de Sousa whoever taught him to walk onto the stage doing these hearts and blowing these kisses it's absolutely fantastic I'm sure Mac Elkin will want to take the credit for it so we can give it to him but it just shows that side of him and it's like you said you know it's everyone's praised it at the snooker over the past 17 days but we're so blessed that we've got this in abundance in in darts as well and it's just I don't know I think it just it gives us that extra connection and it's just so enjoyable I think it's absolutely hilarious and sometimes it doesn't seem like yeah it, it just it's, <laughs> it's, it's just that expression it's just I mean I don't know if you've been practicing that Sean but it was uncanny <laughs> I've just got the gift in my head over and over that well I miscounted like oops yeah. <laughs> like never mind yeah it's such a but, good attitude to have isn't it absolutely and it's just you know I think that's why we we've all fallen in love with him as well as being a superb darts player but another thing that I'll pick up on that you mentioned a, a short while ago was you know Dimmy and having crowds back and you just think he has been phenomenal during the Premier League oh, yeah and he's a player that when he plays on the floor doesn't normally deliver because he doesn't like playing behind closed doors and without fans there how on earth when you have the fans come back surely he can't take this up a notch surely yeah. the, surely he's hit the ceiling like how on earth because I was thinking when the Premier League started maybe he'll start a bit slower because yeah. I know he's you know he's won tournaments behind closed doors and he has looked good at times but the Premier League is that show isn't it yeah, and he is—he is that showman. Yeah, and I yeah. just thought it would take him a little bit longer to settle. But when fans come back, surely he's—he's going to be. Well, I can't even imagine how he could be better. Yeah, because it was funny, you know, during the match play, he was absolutely immense. There was nobody to touch him really. Yeah. He just looked destined to win that title. And then, like you say, there were a few more majors. Then you know, towards the end of the year, and I was thinking, well, if he's done it once in this sort of environment, what's what's stopping him? 
but obviously it didn't click. And I was just thinking, was the match play maybe a flash in the pan? But you know, in many interviews now since since the Premier League start, there's been talk about his health with his knee and mm. he's moved over to England now. So there's a lot of things are, are are new to him really. So, you know, if this is the dimmy that we're going to see in the future, who is settled and um, you know, obviously his management stable are, are very supportive and um, you know, given the right sort of support, you know, this this is somebody who I really think could could go to the top of the game and, and, and challenge for years. And you know, ironically, you know, all the talk is oh he can't play on the floor. And then he's just gone to Germany last mm. week and he's he's won his yeah. first floor pro tournament. So yeah, yeah, you know, things yeah. things are looking really, really bright for Dimmy. And you know, I I'd expect him to be one of the top four come the end of uh, next week, I think. Comfortably. Yeah, comfortably. Yeah. Um, yeah but, uh, what is it? I, I I can't work out what it is that's made him click on the floor, whether it's just you're gonna have to, mate. Like you've got no alternative because it's not pro tour, and then you go and play a Euro tour in front of in front of fans at other tournaments. So yeah. it's just something he's had to. I know he's been practicing a lot with Jose, isn't he? Recently, I don't know whether it's that maybe the um, you know the increase in, in in sort of the opponent you're practicing with is has that kind of taken him to a different level? Where because he's always been focused, and I think. He's one of those players, maybe if there was a crowd there, he seems to just be so, so channeled that I don't know whether he's fully aware of, of the environment he's actually playing in, which makes the fact that he hasn't won any floor tournaments until now even more sort of baffling. But, um, you know, scoring-wise, finishing, he's, he's been fantastic so far. And, yeah, I'd, I'd comfortably see him qualify for, for the playoffs. Definitely. And just finally, I think, Sean, have you got a question that we're going to read out and we're going to have a little look into, but I think we, it was such a good question that we want to look into it a bit further in a, in a neck, in one of our upcoming episodes. So I think we're going to have a little chat about it. This is from um, Gezi P182, who sent a question in on Instagram. So thank you for that. And um, the question is, if you could have in a fantasy Premier League any players, past, future, pre present, well, future, present now, uh, who would, which ten players would you have in your fantasy Premier League? Which is a really, really, really good question and very hard to think about. Which is why I'm asking it as well. So I'm glad yeah. that sneaky because again, Pisces, I can't decide. How on earth could I decide ten of everyone? And also be very biased with Wales, probably. But um, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Abby? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say I've not thought about this in terms of it being an actual tournament at all, or it actually working. They're just players that I like, not necessarily the ones I think have been the greatest ever. So I don't know whether this renders the exercise completely pointless, but we're gonna go with it anyway. Um, I've gone for Dirk. We've got his pants ready. We're ready for it. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm just going to run through them. Jockey Wilson would be another one that, you know, he's so unique and a player whose playing days were over long before I was born, but someone I've enjoyed learning about a lot. Um, I've seen a lot of clips, obviously, of the 89 World Final and heard many players talking fondly of him. Eric Bristow would be another one in there. Uh, Barney, Gezi Price, Ferret, because there's always room for a ferret. Um, I'd go Co-Stompy. Um, I've got I've got a jumper with him on. I absolutely yeah, I adore 
can't, <laughs> I can't even fit me in, but yeah, I'm going to do it there. I'm going to put Chizzy in there because watching him play darts makes me really happy when he can hit his doubles. Um, <laughs> the Asp is in there. I think we've already oh. we've already spoken about, you know, the attributes that he's got that make him so excited. And then I'm going to throw in one. I'm calling it now. Louis Williams is one for the future. I know we've spoken about him a lot, but I just think his game suits it so much because he's got the X factor. He said, you know, when we spoke to him that he just loves playing on the streaming board when it comes to the Pro Tour. And I think he's one that will take to, you know, we've also seen it at the UK, of course. He'll really take to playing on the big stage. Mm. And yeah, I, th I think he'd be my other one, just as a little wild card as someone who I think could be there in the future. Yeah. Just talking about Louis as well, what about that Super Series win over the Asp? Mm, yeah. <laughs> 16 finish and he beat him 6-3, didn't he? So that was, that must have been, I, yeah, good. Really pleased about that. That was great. <laughs> One of really positive for the Welsh lads from the Super Series. Sorry, just as an aside. Yeah, maybe dif differently, <laughs> differently to Abby, then I've gone more sort of safer somehow. Um, and... I think, you know, anybody who can maintain um, playing at a standard at a high level for 16 weeks of a Premier League probably deserves to be in maybe the ultimate sort of fantasy league. So, you know, I've gone with, with the champions, Taylor, MBG, Anderson, Wade, Barney. Durant's in there as a, you know, in, in the mix, obviously, he's had a you know, really disappointing campaign. But then you think he's a three-time BDO world champion. He came over to the PDC, walked off a duck's back, really, that first season. It was unbelievable, you know, win, winning his first title and, and going deep in, in a few of the majors. So Durant would have to be in, in the mix. Uh, Bristow, Wilson, yeah, same as Abby, you know, just hearing stories about that sort of confrontation, you know, and, and with the Premier League, you know, it's, it's, it's the circus, it's the exhibition element where... You know, you want those those um, venues to be full, and you know, can you imagine twelve thousand people <laughs> watching those two? It would be absolutely bouncing. Um, another name yeah. I was going to throw in was John Part, um, oh. just just because you know won the BDO, won the PDC, and was probably one of the players that kind of stood up to Taylor. You know, wasn't afraid of the bolshiness, wasn't afraid of the bravado, and all you know, all the build up around around Taylor, and just. Kind of stood up and, and took him on at, at, at face value. Um, and you get the walk on, you get to enjoy the walk on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, he's one of the best commentators out there at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then if going for a more of a sentimental pick, I'd I'd always go Burnett, uh, Richie Burnett. Just you know, he's he's the reason that I've I've kind of fallen in love with darts. He was the the star, you know, when I was 11, 12 years old. So. Yeah, you know, watching Richie back in the mid '90s was a was a, a massive sort of draw to uh, to me, and you know, his sort of characteristics on stage. You know, oh. Sky would absolutely love it. You know, the fans in the in the venues would would be you know just jumping off their off their seats watching Richie. So, yeah, you know, th those are the names in the mix. But I think you know there are there are there are many others. You know, John Lowe, absolute legend yeah. of the game. You know, Martin Adams. I don't think doesn't yeah. get doesn't get the plaudits he deserves yeah i almost put him in he was so so close yeah if i hadn't gone for louis williams he would have been my pick yeah you know yeah. he's still you know playing in this um, online darts live yeah. league and you know 
he's young young boys thinking oh you know Martin's passed it and he, he's, he's still got it he's he's one hell of yeah. a player and I think you know if we're looking for multiple champions you know you have to look at people like Trina Gulliver, Lee Sashton mm -hmm. you know yeah they're all they're all champions in their own right you know yeah. whoever was in front of you you still have to beat them and to win them to win multiple titles you know they they all have to come into the mix and you know, as we've seen with this year's lineup in the Premier League, we need that sort of variation of character because yeah. if they're all if they're all robots, it's 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 no different, is it? And Lisa, how is exciting has Lisa been on the Pro Tour as well? I've thoroughly enjoyed. There are some games she's been so unfortunate. Mm. I think the one that stands out, Robert Thornton, she played um, at the start of the of the season, and she should have beaten him, but but just missed too many doubles and. She's just been so fantastic to watch. And another one, I don't think she she gets the plaudit she deserves. No. Um, I just, I think she's exceptional to watch. And yeah, I, I'd love to see it. In our little fantasy bubble, <laughs> she can definitely. Yeah. It would be, be nice if, um, you know, if any viewers or listeners, they can, if they send us their top 10 as well, that would be interesting as well. So if you disagree or agree or you... You've got your idea. I'd like to see what everyone else says as well. So yeah, get in touch with yours if you've got one. That would be good to see. It might change as well, Angie. Yeah, next time we should. It's one of those ones we could put a peg in and, and keep talking about because it's it's such a you know. Oh my gosh, choosing anyone. Um, yeah, so it might be interesting to revisit that maybe at India and see if there is anyone that's you know really impressed us that could you know take one of those places possibly um yeah it's, it's it's yeah it's a good one I'm just I just feel like you know I think with all, with all of us you know in, in Britain at the moment you know it's nice to think like you know the lights at the end of the tunnel a little bit and it feels so lovely mm -hmm. to actually think that oh my goodness you know you could be watching live darts with a live audience soon you know it's great isn't it it's, it's, yeah. it's what the sport needs like you know watching the snooker you know we all watch the snooker and um you know when they talk about oh people cheering I think gosh we're so lucky in darts you know that you have that you know the the, the, the players can you know celebrate like that and you know and the audience do get involved you know if you, obviously there are some idiots that say shout out things that are not appropriate and things but generally like you know it's a fun atmosphere and the singing and things like that like it's going to be amazing to mm. have the fans back and uh, darts of all the sports, I think, really misses that, yeah. you know. And I think one, it, one, one positive, you know, matchroom sports are, are linked, obviously, with snooker and, and with darts. And I think, you know, they, they, they've shown over the last 17 days in the Crucible, you know, gradually increasing the crowds. Everything seemed very safe there. The protocols seem to be followed very well. So I wouldn't see any reason why... You know the Premier League that that second week, you know the thousand fans. Hopefully, fingers crossed, will be increased by by July when we get to the Winter Gardens in match play uh, and the match play. Yeah, I think the thing as well, like the thing that I really really miss, is interacting with other fans. Mm. You know, people that I don't know and I might not. It's the beauty of sport, isn't it? You know, you might not have much in common with them outside of sport but the one thing that I absolutely love and it's something that I've done quite a lot of the Premier League actually after the players finish you know you go back to the the pub or the bar and there are other fans in there and you just sit down and just talk darts and you mm. talk about different tactics and and you share different opinions and that's where you know you get a greater understanding you learn something they learn your opinions and I just I really really miss that I yeah. guess what we've got here in person 
you know, I really, I cannot wait to get back to that, just meeting new people and, and talking, talking darts with them. So yeah. hopefully we'll see you at the bar in <laughs> Milton Keynes. <laughs> yes. Actually, I think it's table service, but you know what well, I mean. <laughs> we also joked, didn't we, that it's just like what other sport is going to be like, you are allowed to have fancy dress, but you must, must wear your mask at all times. It's yeah. like, we love how this is like not a kid's party invitation. It's like, no, this is grown adults, you know, you are allowed to wear fancy dress. I just, it's just only, only in the dark, isn't it? I love Absolutely. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been great to, to chat darts yet again. And as Sean said, hopefully you've got your top 10 players that you'd have. I think it's really difficult to narrow it down to 10. So if you've got a few more, we'll try not to be too strict about it. But um, yeah, it's been great to, to chat. And as always, if any of you want to come and join us, because we're always we're always keen to, to hear different opinions and different views on, on the game and our Welsh stars. So yeah, if you've got anything to add, you want to come and chat to us, please do feel free to join us. Send us a message. Okay.